I'm Meg Dahl, your Unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. I am so excited to dive into today's episode. We have Blair Horton joining us today to chat about embracing and embodying your feminine energy her goddess guide, and also cycle syncing. So before we actually dive into the conversation, I want to chat a little bit more about cycle syncing just on a personal note because I know just over on Instagram, I actually get a lot of questions about cycle syncing, but more specifically seed cycling. And I just wanted to touch on that and clear things up for those who might be familiar with seed cycling, but not really cycle syncing. So Blair and I go way deeper into cycle syncing in today's episode. So I'm really excited for you to hear all about that. But seed cycling is definitely something I've chatted about before. I actually just posted about it on Instagram yesterday. If you watch my Instagram stories, I was chatting a little bit about how I've been focusing on sunflower seeds right now. And then once the new moon comes around in about five days, it'll be here, I will switch over and start placing more focus on pumpkin seeds, and flax seeds. So seed cycling, if you're familiar with that, we can chat more about this maybe in a future episode, but essentially it is choosing pumpkin and flax seeds during the first half of your cycle, so days 1 to 14, and then the second half, the last half of your cycle, you focus on sesame and sunflower seeds. And this just helps promote hormonal balance and it just provides your body with the right nutrients and the things that it needs to produce estrogen or eliminate estrogen or produce progesterone. So lots of cool things that seed cycling can do. I've seen it a lot with the clients that I work with, a lot of PMS symptoms, 
completely go away. So anyways, what I'm trying to say is I love chatting about seed cycling. It's not something that I follow super, super strict within my own life, but I don't know, like I will focus on sesame seeds and sunflower seeds when I know it's the time to focus on them. And then when it's the other time of the month or the other time of the cycle, I will make sure that I'm not choosing those seeds. I'm choosing pumpkin and flax. So I just wanted to chat a little bit about seed cycling because it is something that I do like talking about. But I am so honored to have Blair Horton on the show with me today because she knows so much about cycle syncing. And this goes above and beyond seed cycling. We talk about exercise and how you can cycle your exercise and your fitness routine with your cycle to not only balance your hormones, but just embrace and get in touch with your feminine energy and why that's so important. So welcome Blair to the show. Blair, welcome to the show. I am so pumped to be chatting with you today. I am so excited to talk to you too. (laughs) It feels like I met a brand new, really great friend. Truly. I feel like I've been following you for a very long time, so I don't know why I never like reached out before. Right. And I just found out that you live in Denver. And like I was sharing with you, I've been to Denver a bunch of times. I've spent a lot of time in Boulder. So definitely the next time I'm back, we are going to hang out for sure. Boulder and Denver are so great. I was just in Boulder yesterday. so. Oh, Amazing. I'm jealous. I love that place. (laughs) It's awesome. So many good foodie places to visit. So many good places. Yeah. (laughs) Denver's finally like getting better food scene here too. So I'm like, this is nice. Yay. So for the listeners who might not be familiar with you, do you want to give us a little bit of an intro to yourself? Yeah, sure. So my name is Blair. I'm a nutrition consultant and a natural chef and the blogger behind Holistic Rendezvous, which is basically just a blog devoted to providing inspiration to anyone trying to lead a healthier lifestyle. So kind of the whole gamut, like holistic skincare, um, recipes, health, anything that I like feel like talking about really. But definitely a big foodie, so I share a lot of recipes. Um, And I'm recently focusing on women's hormones and how to balance them properly and kind of just stoking, like, women's passion to reconnecting with themselves. So, yeah. That sounds amazing. So your passion with hormones and getting in touch with your feminine side, does that passion come from something that happened with your own personal experiences? Yeah. So it's really interesting. The reason I got into nutrition to begin with um, was probably just from like disordered eating and like body image issues. 
Um, so I thought the more that I knew about it, the more I could control it. And, you know, the better it would be. But obviously, that is actually the main thing that made me realize I needed to focus on my feminine energy was this idea that I realized I was trying to control kind of like everything in my life and living in a very perfectionist mindset. So I guess rigidity um, with food and diet. And a couple of years ago, I started meditating and just realizing how much I was living in my masculine state. Um, and a couple of years before that, I had really been working on healing my adrenals and finding more energy and vitality in myself. Um, there were just like a couple different experience that kind of led me to feeling crashed. I actually had the same parasite as you, blastocystis ominous. So that was one of the contributors, um, moving, a wreck, different things. So that kind of got me started on my hormone journey, but it wasn't really until like two years ago, started meditating and really noticing that the biggest issue that I, is that I wasn't honoring my like divine feminine and connecting with my nature. I was very much living in my masculinity and staying in the brain and not as much living from my heart. So that's kind of what sparked it. But it, I don't think I necessarily knew like, oh, I'm having PCOS or endometriosis. I have these like different super, not super serious. I mean, they are serious, but like, you know, these plaguing hormonal issues, it was more so a realization that I wasn't approving myself which did lead to me realizing I had some hormonal issues going on. But yeah, that was kind of the biggest thing for me. That's amazing. So awesome, like what meditating can bring out to us, right? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So if someone's listening right now and they're not really sure like what you mean by living in the masculine versus feminine, do you want Mm -hmm. to dive in and share a little bit more with us about that? Because honestly, I have not talked about that on the podcast yet. Oh, perfect. (laughs) Yeah. So masculine and feminine are super important for both men and women to have within themselves. It's like yin and yang. Um, But the masculine is really, if you can think about just like your brain. So thinking, thoughts, critical thinking, um, just anything from the brain is kind of like that masculine energy. Whereas the heart space is the feminine. So obviously you want a balance of those two things. We don't just want to be like pouring out our hearts all day and like crying and, or not necessarily crying, but just like having this like super open heart without thinking about how we're using that. Um, So yeah, I personally was just like brain all day, like, okay, I need the scientific facts behind everything. Like I'm going to be like, you know, like counting macros or following a super strict vegan diet or, you know, trying to find these like super intense diets, (laughs) I guess. And following them really strictly, whereas like from a feminine nature and nutrition would be more so that um, intuitive eating, like listening to your body. So like finding the balance between the two of those, um, which obviously plays into so many different areas of your life. But if we're thinking about it from a nutrition perspective, that's how I see it. 
Yeah, that's awesome. So I know you mentioned a little bit ago about being very rigid with your Mm -hmm. eating. So that would be more masculine, right? Yes. Right. So I know a lot of our listeners struggle with rigidity when Mm -hmm. it comes to eating and exercise. So can you explain kind of like the transition that you took from being more in your masculine energy and that shift that you took to living in a more feminine space? Yeah. So for me, it was just kind of like taking a few steps back. So for my adrenal fatigue and some of the hormonal issues that I was experiencing, um, I knew that I had to take a few steps back with exercise, which was really hard for me because um, I've always been an athlete and I love being active and I still do. But when I was experiencing like severe adrenal fatigue, I had some injuries that like forced me to stop working out as much. Um, it kind of it really forced me to not be as rigid in those manners. Um, and I think the thing that helped me the most, um, which I just wrote a book about, and some of your listeners may be familiar with as well, is cycle syncing is a way of understanding how our hormones are different than a male's hormones and how that does change your nutritional needs and your fitness needs and kind of how your brain's going to be working as well, it gives you, it gives you that balance of masculine and feminine that you need to make that transition. So if you're really having trouble saying, oh my gosh, no, I have to work out every day. And like, I have to like, you know, a juice cleanse or a detox, like it's good no matter what, when you learn about cycle syncing and the science behind that, that tells your brain, oh, so it's okay to like take a break when I'm on my period because that's actually what my body needs and what it's asking for. Um, So that was a huge, not really a help for for me because I was forced to do it. But then when I started kind of like diving in and how I could help other women, cycle syncing was that perfect balance of masculine and feminine that shows you what's going on in the feminine body through a like scientific hormonal perspective so that you can be like, okay, like it's okay to take these breaks. It's okay to like need more carbs at this time and not be able to follow a paleo diet. Cause like my body's different. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Does that, that, does that make sense so to you? Like, I feel sense. like that's, yeah. Yeah. No, that makes so much sense because there's still some structure and science to it and I know I was talking about this a few episodes back so like episode 43 and me and my friend Sloan were talking about how we kind of like need some structure we need to be intentional in Mm -hmm. some way because for both Sloan and I when we did like I'm using air quotes but intuitive eating it's kind of like you have zero structure and you're just kind of like flying with the wind and neither of us really had much success with that so intentional eating and being intentional about exercise 
according to our hormones and our cycle, that totally makes sense to me. So I personally am familiar with cycle syncing, but Mm -hmm. for our listeners who aren't, I would love for you to go in detail about what it is if people are like confused right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, So a lot of people I think like, oh, we're cycle syncing. It's like they think, oh, me and my friends are all on the same cycle. We all get our periods at the same time. But cycle syncing is actually like, like you were saying, intentionally, and it kind of gives you that structure, intentionally living um, in as many aspects of your life as possible in alignment with your hormones. So I like to compare to a a man's hormones. So men run on a 24-hour cycle. And women run on around a 28-day cycle. This obviously differs um, for women depending on how long your cycle is. So it doesn't really matter, but we just use an average of 28 days. Um, So for a woman, over those 28 days, no day is exactly the same. So, you know, when you're on your period, your hormones are at their lowest possible point. So that means your energy is going to be dwindling. And I like to start with menstruation just because I feel like everyone's kind of like super aware. They're like, yeah, I feel like shit. (laughs) Not that you have to feel like shit, but it is no matter how like balanced your hormones are, your energy is going to dwindle around that time because your body's doing a ton of work. Um, So living in tune with yourself around menstruation would be saying, okay, I have less energy. So that means I'm going to work. I'm not going to work out. Um, maybe I take a walk if I feel like it, but going to the gym and doing a HIIT workout or like lifting weights intensely or doing a cycling class, just because somebody tells you you need to do that for weight loss, like, no, you don't need to actually. Um, so it's kind of living in tune with knowing what's happening with your body. Your body's meaning to turn inward. So yeah, less exercise for menstruation and then easier to digest foods more like grounding and warming foods. And then you can also think about things like, okay, your iron's being depleted. So maybe you add in more iron rich foods like beets and red meat. Um, Maybe you don't go out to parties and like meet new people because your energy is not as high as opposed, I use ovulation and opposition because they're obviously opposite ends of the spectrum. When you're ovulating, your blood sugar is like super balanced. You have tons of energy. It's a great time to like burn that energy, go meet new people, do a cycling class, um, you know, eat like lighter, fresher, bright foods that make you, that help you stay in that energetic um, phase. And I also like to compare them to um, seasons as well. But yeah, it's so cycle syncing is really just like knowing what's happening throughout those phases. And then trying to live in tune with that, which obviously we don't have complete control over that. Cause like some of the mental things it's like, oh yeah, if you want to ask for a raise or have a meeting with your boss or give a presentation, the best time to do that would be when you're ovulating. But we obviously don't have perfect control over all of those aspects of our lives. So just kind of being aware so that you can try to plan things accordingly and at least follow like, I think exercise is probably the number one thing that people could really use cycle syncing for um because so many women are like oh I just have no energy and I'm crashing and I'm on my period but I better go on a run I can't miss a day of working out and it's like oh no (laughs) that's not what your body wants or needs you're actually 
crashing yourself more and not going to be losing weight from doing that because your body's going to try to like hold on to everything. Right. Um, yeah. Do you feel like that was a good description? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I feel like having that knowledge about your body and the things that it needs during the different times of your cycle really helps you with like self-acceptance yes. and just feeling more <laughs> at home in your body because – if you don't have that knowledge and you want to go work out and you're feeling just super burnt out, we can get in that dialogue of what's wrong with me and all of those nasty thoughts. Yes. Whereas when you have this knowledge, it's like, okay, I'm in a female body. I have female hormones and this is what's going on. Yeah, exactly. I love to use, I talk about, because I, again, like I said, I grew up playing sports and I wish I had known this as a child because, you know, there are those days when you're like, man, I like really sucked. Like I was competitive again. I was living in my masculine a little too much, <laughs> um, but I was like, man, I like wasn't as good today or like whatever the issue was. And had I known like, oh, duh, like that's because you're starting your period in two days or you're on your period. Like I wouldn't have had that negative inner dialogue with myself. I would have been like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. Like it's okay. Like it sucks that maybe these like lined up together, but this is my, I'm respecting my body. And yeah, it takes away those like negative conversations with yourself. Like one of the things, so my book is called the goddess guide. And one of the things I talk about, like in the menstruation section, I'm like for fitness, I'm like, this is, your like permission. <laughs> this is your permission to take a break. Your period is your body giving you that permission as opposed to, again, like you're saying, we start that inner dialogue. Like a lot of women will be on their period and just beat themselves up for feeling tired and, and for craving carbs and yeah. not feeling like they can stick to their diet or whatever it is. And it's like, no, like this is, this is what's meant to be happening. So understanding all of that just gives you so much to, yeah, just listen to your body and appreciate it. You just appreciate your body on a completely different level and can stop with the inner dialogue yeah. <laughs> that starts to come up. Yeah. Yeah. And I can totally see how knowing this and cycle syncing and paying attention to how you're feeling, how you're working out, how you're eating can really allow you to feel more feminine. So I would love to hear personal stories from you, how things started to change for you when you started to maybe incorporate cycle syncing to your life, like in terms of working out and eating and any other way that you yeah. applied it to your life. For sure. So this one is, I feel like, understanding that like fine balance between the masculine and feminine makes this like a little bit more difficult to understand because um I don't know my changes were pretty subtle but I noticed them a lot in like my interpersonal relationships um and just how I experience life I guess again so I was living in this like super rigid like mindset around food and exercise and I was carrying that into my relationships with people. Um, I think the easiest thing to talk about is like romantic relationships. 
Um, it's funny, my sister, she's always been super feminine and she would always be like, I don't understand. You're like the dude in the relationship. Like you never care that much. You're kind of like, whatever. Um, and I never really like understood why that was. Um, and so like, as I've gone on this journey and my relationships have changed and my relationships with food have changed, like I just have so much more fun. And then the relationships that I have with people, I allow myself to go deeper and actually rely on people as opposed to, you know, the masculine energy in relationships is like wanting to take care of someone and which is also like a feminine thing in a sense, if you think about like nurturing caregiving. Um, but the feminine, feminine energy is also like, I'm open to you, like taking care of me and nourishing me. Um, and in my relationships, I was very much like, no one's going to take care of me. No one's going to like nourish me. I do this for myself and like, I don't need anyone else. Um, which I've like always really liked about myself, but there are definitely negatives to it. And it kind of, I don't know, it's really hard to like have that different feeling with people, but it's a super empowering and like really good thing to feel that deeper sense of connection with others. Um, I'm trying to think of like another way to explain that. I know. Okay. So like I was saying, there's like the masculine and feminine that we both have. So even in your friendships with like other females, like, yes, you're both more feminine, but you can step into your masculine energy when your friend needs someone to kind of like take that seat of like caregiving. So like if you're going through a hard time, maybe your friend steps into their masculine and holds that space for you and takes care of you while you're super in your feminine. And maybe that switches another time. And this can be in friendship or romantic relationships where you take on the masculine at times and hold space for someone else who really needs to like be more emotional. Um, so you can kind of live from that like more critical thinking space and just hold that space for the feminine energy. Whereas I was just staying in my masculine and wouldn't allow other people to like hold that space for me mm -hmm. to be emotional and have that like emotional state. Um, so that's where I like experienced the most drastic differences that I really noticed. Um, but I also just had so much more fun because it was okay to like go out dancing with friends and have a few drinks. Like I didn't have to be like, going out to eat. No, I won't know what's in my food. So like, I don't want to do that. I just want to like eat at home because I can control everything that's on my plate. Like, I don't know what your opinions on alcohol are. I, I don't really have an opinion if people want to enjoy drinks on occasion, that's totally fine. I'm not opposed to it. I will drink on occasion. But I think before in that like rigid mindset, it was like, no, there's no part of that in like a healthy lifestyle. Whereas now I come from a place of like, it's fine if I go out with my friends and if I want to have a drink that's cool if I don't that's also cool but um I don't know just like going out and dancing and having fun instead of like I need to be in bed by, by 10 p.m so I can get my full eight hours of sleep and stand my circadian rhythm it's like no like now when I'm like feeling that energy maybe around ovulation time I'm gonna go out and have fun and I just experienced so much more like joy in my life not living in that rigid space all the time yeah um which has just led to like more energy all around in my life. My workouts feel so much better. I never feel like 
drugged down by them. There's no pressure for me to like work out every day. I just like follow like those bliss moments instead. But I know that was kind of a long answer, but it's, I, it's one of those things where it's really interesting because there is that like dance between the two. Mm-hmm. It was really just finding the balance and letting that ebb and flow happen in different areas. Yeah, no, I'm so happy that you did share all of that because I know a lot of people reach out to me and I actually just had a comment from someone this morning saying that they really struggle with like black and white thinking, you know, being super rigid or nothing at all. And this sounds like this transformation that you took within your life, you let go of that black and white thinking, and it really did bring you so much balance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So no, that was super important that you shared that with us. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) So I, when I first got your goddess guide, I was like, yes, someone talking about the feminine energy because I knew it was going to be about like balancing hormones and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But I feel like when we talk about balancing hormones, there's just so much focus on food, supplements, Am I working out too much? Am I working out too little? Like that, you know, those things. But there's very, very little focus on being a woman and Mm -hmm. feminine energy. So I was really, really happy when I got your guide and saw you were talking about this because very few people do. Yeah, that makes me really happy because that was what made me want to write this book, it was weird. It was almost like a download that I had while meditating. I was like, I need to write this book. It's called the goddess guide. Like this is, I like knew the layout of everything almost immediately. And for those people that are familiar with cycle syncing, maybe you've read some other books that talk about this or, you know, follow some bloggers that talk about this or some health accounts that are talking about this, but they are all coming from a masculine perspective. They're speaking about it in a very masculine way, which is great. Like for, cause again, it's that yin and yang and finding the balance. But I was like, no one is talking about cycle syncing and connecting with your hormones in a feminine way. And if we are women who are trying to connect with our cycles, which is what makes us different and makes us have this divine feminine energy, then we need to talk about it in a fun, creative way that like speaks to the feminine part of us. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was so much of what inspired me to write the book in the way that I did. So I'm really happy that you noticed that because I did try to find that balance of giving the scientific information that you need in a fun way so that you could see that there are, this isn't just like super woo woo, like, oh yeah, just like follow your feminine flow. I'm like, no, there's like, you know, science and evidence to back this, but like we do just need to embrace our cycles and our hormones because we're women and that's like what makes us different. And it's so powerful. Um, Like I know that most of us hate our periods because we're like, oh, that's when we don't feel good. And there's this societal norm to 
take birth control to get rid of your period, not only because we want to prevent pregnancy, but also because we're trying to correct all these hormonal imbalances and birth control is just masking that. But even more so than that, I feel like half the reason people take birth control is just because they're like, oh, I can skip my period. I don't have to have my period. And even if I do have it, like I know when I'm going to have it, you just feel in control of that part of your life, which again, like that's that masculine energy. Like you want to have control of everything. And when you learn to embrace the fact that you're a woman and that your cycle is what makes you a woman, it just is so, it's just so empowering. Like knowing, okay, like if I think about my period in the sense of like, oh, this is a built-in break for me. This is fantastic. Like I'm going to like hang out with myself this week and I'm going to like look at creating new projects and kind of like reassess because that's the energy that menstruation brings. That gives you a totally different perspective than just being like, I'm going to feel like shit this week. I'm going to have cramps and it's really annoying because I'm going to like still have to go to work and still do all these things and I'm just like, not going to feel as good (laughs) instead of you think of it, if you have the option to like change your schedule to where you can say, okay, I'm going to do a lot of week before, like a lot more work during ovulation. Like even if you do have an office job, like kind of get ahead when you have that more energetic space. And if you're able to kind of like plan your own schedule, maybe more like we are, then you say, okay, I'm going to plan most of my, you know, bigger events in these more energetic times. And then when I'm on my period, that's like, my time to take a break and connect to like my feminine and know that this is creation. Like our periods are literally what allow us to create life. Um, And so I think about it in the sense of like, if we take birth control or if we're like hating that part, then we're really saying that we like, don't like our ability to create. And that kind of stifles you in so many ways in your life, not being able to have that like creative energy to create in your business or in your relationships in so many different ways. So it's just like embracing that feminine and knowing how important it is to, yeah, have that yin and yang with like the men in your life and just with your own life in every aspect of it. Yes. Are you familiar with Louise Hay's work? Oh, yeah. I and love how, so much. Her, like, there's that, I don't know, I can pull it up online, but there's a reason or an association <laughs> with every illness or disease yeah. within the body. And for lack of menstruation or amenorrhea, it's not wanting to be a woman. Yeah. So yeah, this all makes so much sense and I've always loved her work. So I really love your goddess guide so much. So I have a question about the moon cycles. I love paying attention to like the full moon and the new moon and I love knowing what's going on and I also just love standing outside in the night and just like looking at the moon and really taking it in and I would love to know your opinion on how that plays into feminine energy and whatnot yeah um I think the moon cycle is super cool and I think it's funny because so many I think a lot of people are like why would the moon play a role 
in like what we're doing, like with astrology, like you have some people that are so into it and others that are not. And I'm like, well, we believe that the tides are changed based on what the moon is doing. So why do we not think that they're affecting us as well? I just think that (laughs) is an interesting thing to think about. Um, But I'd love to like talk about the comparison between the moon and our cycles. Um, So I think most of us know that on the full moon is when you like, everyone's like, oh man, on the full moon, things get crazy. Like you have more energy. It's like this energetic time. Um, So that's like typically women ovulate on the full moon. And there's two, this is obviously not every single person, but that's like, I guess the ideal, not even the ideal. I don't want to say that, but there's, it's called the white moon cycle. If you ovulate with the full moon, which makes sense because ovulation is like tons of energy. It's also like in the season considered summer. Um, so it's like brighter, more energy, which makes sense. Like when the moon is full, the nights are brighter. And so it just kind of gives you more energy And then in opposition, again, with menstruation, it's typically on the new moon, which makes sense because it's going to be darker outside and you're kind of like feeling that like turning inward. Um, And again, that's like the white moon cycle and opposition would be the red moon cycle. And I kind of, I guess this is kind of what you're wanting me to explain because I think this is super, super interesting. Um, The reason they say like most women or most women are like ovulating with the full moon and having their period on the new moon. Like that makes sense. But an opposition is called the red moon cycle where women are ovulating in the new moon and menstruating on the full moon. Right. (laughs) Um, So that is really interesting because it's the opposite of what you would think. And there's in ancient cultures, they would say, that this is because those women are kind of like the medicine women or the women that need that are taking care of people. So they're ovulating when other women would be menstruating so that they can help take care of them. Um, and then in opposition, it would be the opposite way. So that's why we're not all following maybe the exact same cycle. But I just think that that's like a really cool thing. So I always love to pay attention to what my cycle is doing um, with the moon And uh, I find it really interesting because I've been on a red moon cycle, which is kind of like the, you know, the medicine woman or someone that's taking care of other women. And I've been kind of going through like a rough patch in my life. So I was like, why am I following the cycle of like the caregiving woman? Like, I feel like I need to be taken care of right now, but it was all happening while I was creating the goddess guide. And again, like as a nutritionist and someone that is helping people all the time, it typically makes sense, but I like thought for sure it would shift and it didn't. And it like all makes sense now because I like was working on my book that is like meant to help women. So I don't know. It's just kind of cool when you pay attention to that and know like how that works. And it, and it just like makes complete sense once you think about it. Yeah. Like the energy of the full moon and the energy of ovulation, like, of course they go together. Yeah. Ever since I started paying attention to the moons, so many things have just made sense. And Mm -hmm. I definitely do see a cycle within my own life. And I love that. I love yeah. feeling, oh, yeah, I felt this way like 20 days or so ago, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So when you started cycle syncing, did you notice anything happen with your hormones? Yeah. So 
And I am definitely still on my own like hormonal journey. And uh, a lot of it has been in like the past six months while I was reading this book. And I'm like, oh, I'm sure I'm like learning more because I'm like now putting this out. Um, so I need to like continue learning more for myself. But I've also had, you know, a lot of stressors in my life um, that have kind of like made my hormones not be on the <laughs> best path currently. But it just, you're so aware of what's happening. So the first things that I noticed when I started cycle syncing was just like feeling so much more energy. Um, acne was better. I'm having some hormonal breakouts right now. So I say it was, um, cause again, this is just something that I'm still working on myself. Um, and then again, like the relationships changed, but for me, it was really just, I just like loved my body so much more. Um, and again, like felt more energy, but the biggest thing was definitely, and just loving myself more. And then people, since I began cycle syncing, I, I would get all the time, like you're glowing. You just seem so happy. Like you seem, I don't know. There's just like something different. Like you're, you're just glowing all the time. Um, and I'm like, okay, I don't know. Like, thanks. I don't know what it is. So I think that, you know, I think for everyone, it's different. Um, the best thing for me is now knowing when things shift. So I, for instance, like if I'm not able to follow the cycle thinking perfectly, like let's say I had an event when I was menstruating, that's like not the ideal time. I would probably experience more P I will notice like, Oh, I experienced like more PMS symptoms on my next period after that. Or like, I wasn't quite as energized during ovulation because things kind of shift around. So it, it helps you fine tune and find where things are happening and you kind of can see why they are instead of being like, why the hell is my face breaking out? Like, why don't I feel good right now? You're like, okay, like during menstruation last time I was like on this trip and had an event and I had to be on and energized the whole time, which is fine and great. But then you like know maybe why your cycle's a little bit off the next time around and you're like, okay, now we course correct. And that's totally fine. I don't know. Yeah. 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 So what is one of your absolute favorite cycle syncing practices? Practices? Hmm. Definitely changing my fitness. Cool. Cool. That's been, I know that that's like, I feel like that's probably like a weird one, but it's so nice for me to have that, you know, I, with adrenal fatigue, like feeling like, okay, I couldn't work out for a long time. And then there have been phases since I started cycle singing, I felt so energized. I was working out like a ton and I'd be like, oh my gosh, okay, I need to check in. Am I working out? Am I being too active? Which I know that's maybe like weird for some people to hear, but for me, like coming from adrenal fatigue, I was like checking in and I'm like, oh no, that's okay. Like I'm in that phase of my cycle. So for these two weeks, like me being super active is fine. I'm just going to like check in with myself later. And sure enough, like towards the end of my luteal phase and into menstruation, I was totally ready to take a break and like, didn't do much, um, you know, movement for like four or five days. And I'm like, okay, this is, I see that this is fine. So that's just been really cool for me to know that I have those like built-in breaks and also 
with like coming from that adrenal fatigue and worrying, like, am I being too active? Also knowing that during those times of high energy, it's totally cool to take advantage of that. So I think that's been like the most fun for me. Yeah, that does sound fun. And I think that can offer our listeners who are experiencing some obsession or fixation on exercise, some freedom around that. So if someone does want to start cycle syncing or even like just start with their workouts, let's say, where can we send them for your guide? Um, yeah, so it's on my website, which is holisticrendezvous.com. And it's just under the shop page. And it's a, I think it's a really simple guide. That's the feedback that I've gotten too. It's funny because you like create something and you're like, I know exactly what this should be. Like, I hope everyone else feels the same way. And that's the feedback that I've gotten. So yeah, it's a really easy way to understand what's going on. And it gives you super simple tips for how to like switch your fitness around a little bit or like change your eating habits. I even talk about sex and um, crystals and meditation. So it really has like a little bit of everything, which is fun. I love crystals. And I was excited when I saw them in your book too. (laughs) I do too. They're all over my house, which you can't see right now because of the frame we're in, but they're everywhere. People always walk in and they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, crystals and plants everywhere. Yes. My boyfriend bought me 15 different types of crystals for Christmas. Oh, that's amazing. I love them. But yes, I loved this conversation with you, Blair. And I just have one more question for you. Mm -hmm. And that is, what does it mean to you to be unbreakable? Unbreakable. Hmm. Let's see. For me, un- being unbreakable, it's interesting. It's almost allowing yourself to break and being okay with that. Because again, like living in that rigid space that I lived in for so long and not allowing my emotion- emotions to be seen, I thought that that was strong and unbreakable. And it really wasn't. Like I wasn't honoring my emotions and what was going on. So for me, I think it's being vulnerable and allowing those moments when you kind of feel like you're breaking down to happen so that you can build back up. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. And let's share your other social media links so our listeners know where they can find you. So I feel like I have a complicated one. (laughs) It's Holistic Rendezvous. Um, you can find me pretty much everywhere on that. That's my website, um, and my Instagram handle. And I have a page on Facebook too, that I'm not super active on, to be honest, but, um, I love answering (laughs) direct messages and emails. Um, so you can find me at holistic rendezvous on Instagram. That's probably the best and most fun place. Um, and rendezvous spelled like rendezvous. So just for everyone who gets confused by that word, because I get that question all the time. They're like, what? What is that? Yeah, no, I will have everything (laughs) linked up for our listeners. So thank you so much, Blair. I love this. Thank you. 